Hey, do you have a song stuck in your head right now? I do. I don't know why, um, but I do all the time, pretty much all the time. I have a song stuck in my head. It's silly. Um, it's also okay. It's fine to have a song stuck in your head. Currently, I, I've got uh, Put Me in a Bar from Brian Frazier, um, who I interviewed a while back, stuck in my head. It's very catchy. Put me in a bar. That's all I got right there, <laughs> that part. I have the title of the song stuck in my head. <laughs> anyway, welcome to The Woodshed. It's a podcast. It's heard in like 600 and more download locations internationally. Like I have international, international listener, listenership. I haven't spoke much today. I'm not putting together words right now. I'm a little tired. Um, got five and a half hours of sleep. Kind of my normal now with the baby. But um, it's just how it goes, man. It's just how it goes. Um, anyway, no, no real family updates, just making plans, man. You know, uh, we want a garden and, um, we want to buy a house in kind of a rural setting, maybe Eagle Point. Um, I mean, we're not on the market yet, so we'll see. It's going to be a couple of years, maybe two or three, but, um, I want, I want chickens, man. I want my own eggs so I don't have to pay Walmart or wherever else 10 bucks for 18. <laughs> That's Eggs are high, bro. I don't get it. <clears throat> anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, um, got a, uh, got, I'm going to interview a band today named 33 Black. They're in Reno. I believe they're from California, uh, but now they're in Reno. And I stumbled upon them on YouTube, just kind of like I, I'm finding everybody for the podcast. Just chilling on YouTube and finding new songs and artists and going, hey, want to be on my podcast? And they're like, yeah, sure, let's do this stuff, man. So yeah, we're going to play a couple of their songs and uh, interview and talk and hang out and be best friends on the microphone. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I was um, I was texting with uh, Night Wolf, or Night Wolf, Night Owl. Gosh. Um, see, this is where the coffee brain is lacking. I haven't had any coffee yet. But anyway, I was talking to Night Owl. He was a guest, and he said he was listening to the podcast, and it took him 12 minutes to figure out if he was listening to the right podcast <laughs> It's because I yammered on for 12 minutes before I brought on the guest or even said the guest's name. So I'm going to change that up like I did this morning. <clears throat> Sorry. But, um, yeah, I got this frog. Hold on. Okay, I'm not going to die. Well, not, not yet. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm going to make the intro a little quicker so it doesn't take people 12 minutes to figure out who I'm interviewing. Um, I don't know if it matters. You know, it, feedback is feedback. I like feedback. I like making adjustments according to the listenership. And, uh, yeah, cool, thanks. Also, um, if you want to be on, if you're in a band, if you're a musician, and you want to get, you know, your your people in front of my people, you can email me, welcome to the woodshed at yahoo.com. Um, that is not my personal email address. I will not respond to personal emails there. If you don't have my personal email address, sorry. Not giving it to you. Um, doesn't matter. I sound salty today. I sound salty. I'm not. I'm in a great mood. My little baby is healthy. She's cute. And I can't even stand it. You know, like I look at her. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She's so cute. I can't even stand it. I can't even right now. But <laughs> anyway, I uh, want to thank the sponsors. We've got really great sponsorship. Um, good people. And um, I'm excited about it. I uh, want to thank uh, A Look Design, Sasha and the team doing all the logo work I've ever needed and then some. Um, she's great. They're great. Look her up on Facebook. Google her. You'll find her. A Look Design. I'll put links in the 
show notes anyway to copy and paste or follow depending and uh, yeah so if you need something designed get her, get a hold of sasha um rogue valley djs you know i just did the daddy daughter dance a little bit ago um on, on thursday and friday night at the country club in medford oregon and uh was booked through rogue valley djs if you need a DJ, you've got a wedding coming up or any kind of other sort of event, any type of event that needs a DJ or could use a DJ, you can reach out, Gary, at RogueValleyDJs.com and tell me you want to book a whammer. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> uh, you can book me through him if you'd like. Uh, I'm doing a few extra this year. I was going to hang it up, but I decided, well, you know, like, well, you know, I have fun making money this way. Let's do that some more. And, you know, baby. So, uh, Rogue Valley DJs, thank you. Uh, Outsider Coffee, yeah, they're my f official coffee sponsor. I have a cup in the bedroom that I'm waiting to drink until I, you know, I'm done doing this. And, um, <laughs> well, I'm going to bring it in after I start the interview. I'm going to start it with, with my coffee in hand. Um, but I'm currently cutting the uh, intro way before that. So, there's that information for you. A little behind-the-scenes production, if you will. Um, but yeah, Outsider Coffee, two locations in Southern Oregon to serve the, the Rogue Valley. Great coffee, good people. And uh, also a stand somewhere in South Carolina. I don't know where. Um, but if you're listening, Lindsay, you can tell me where it's at so I can tell my people. And I've got like three listeners in South Carolina. I don't know, actually. I probably have more. Um, but yeah, six. It, it, they're great. Just Outsider Coffee. Just go to them, get some coffee, go online, outsider.coffee, and buy your coffee. Do it there and support local people. Um, Lindsay's great. CJ's great. They roast their own. It's fantastic. Good people. Um, Moxley Media, man, Moxley Media doing my t shirts. You know, the taking my logo from a look design and slapping it on a hat and a hoodie and a t shirt. Um, I've got a merch site. I'll put the link up on this podcast. I've, I've got a merch site through Moxley Media, and uh, I couldn't be more stoked about it. it Moxley's been great. Um, known him for a million and a half years. He's a good dude. So if you need some stuff printed, he's your guy. Just find him on Facebook. Moxley Media. Google it. Use your Googler. And, uh, yeah, then you'll get some stuff printed. And he's, he does all my one-off, <clears throat> my funny one-off stuff. Hold on a second. Going to do it again. I promise you I'm not going to die today. <laughs> not today. Maybe tomorrow. Anyway, Moxley Media, they're great. Fantastic. Just really easy to work with, and they print some really quality stuff. So go see them if you need something printed. They do a lot of great stuff. Um, Paul Bunyan Beard Gang. It's a brand. It's a brand. And you can find them on, on Facebook. You can Google them. They do stuff for bearded guys and fans of bearded guys. Maybe wives of bearded guys, whatever. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. I have a bunch of their stuff. I have their socks. Their socks are a hitter. I got a hat pin. It's in my. It's in the dash of my of my Yukon uh, Cornelius, which is the name of my Yukon Yukon Cornelius. See what I did there? But yeah, it's in the dash mat and uh, it glows in the dark. It's pretty cool. But yeah, Paul Bunyan Beard Gang, pbbglife.com. Go and get a t-shirt. Get a hoodie. Uh, I don't know. Do they have hoodies up. I'll have to look. You should go look. Just go look. PBBGLife.com. Life is L-I-F-E, not L-Y-F-E. No, nothing fancy. Well, just a normal life. Life. Na, 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 na. There's a song. Okay, well, I'm going to get the guests on now. 33 Black, here we go. Welcome to the woodshed. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today. 
Jed and Travis from 33 Black in Reno, Nevada, on the phone this morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Woodshed. Morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning, bro. This is this is great. I have I just sort of happened upon your music on YouTube, which is kind of how it goes with um, this podcast. Is you know YouTube is kind of picking up on what I'm what I'm listening to, and then they just start throwing things at me through the algorithm, and here we are. You know, Cowboy was the first song that. I listened to, and I was like, okay, okay, this is cool. I've got to reach out. And then Travis responded with, like, an emphatic, yes, let's do it. You know, so thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday morning to do this with me. I really appreciate it, and I, I know my audience does, too. I get some good feedback from people about the musicians I'm having on. Um, we're going to play a couple songs throughout the podcast, and, um, you know, we're going to talk about your music, and I'm just going to get into the questions. You guys ready? Let's do it. Yes. So you guys are so easy. You, got, might, you <laughs> might have to make it a little bit harder. Don't do that, actually. <laughs> All right. I can do that. I love it. I love it. Travis, I, um, my first question is for you because you were named after me. How did you two meet? <laughs> how, did, how did Jed and I meet? Yep. Jed and I met uh, in high school. Um, I was from Calaveras County, and uh, he, he was from Stockton. We, we went to school. To high school to play sports um he uh he played baseball i played football um we both kind of i mean i didn't have any friends there at all i didn't know anybody there i went there when i was a freshman and kind of left my little my little podunk hometown and like had to drive over an hour to school every day and he was one of the first people i met there that was like nice to me and um we uh just kind of met through uh i think we met in an italian class and then we had a, a guitar class together that we both like failed <laughs> and then um you know we just kind of stayed friends through there and uh yeah, i got a d man i got a d you, not an I, I i think i got a d too I oh think my I got God. A, a d. <laughs> and here you are <laughs> making music and, and here we are playing guitar still uh, hopefully it. better than a d grade well, I would imagine that you had to have picked up on something, and that was not an intended pun, the pickup. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. Jed, what um, in baseball, what'd you play? What position? I was a uh, third baseman and first baseman, oh. so I played the played the corner spots. I'm a huge fan of baseball because my team is so bad that you kind of have to love baseball to get into it. Um, but yeah, yeah I love – huh? Are you a Mariners fan? No, not that bad. Well, no, I think we're worse, actually. Actually, <laughs> I think we're worse. I'm a Royals fan. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. That's where I was born. Oh, uh, so, awesome. Yeah, they're terrible, but I love them. You know, that's that's kind of how it goes in Kansas City, though. Like, even though they're bad, they're still putting butts in the seats. People still love them. Um, but no one ever says, next year's our year in Kansas City. 
nobody about that. No one in 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 no one in blue is going. Next year is our year. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> when did you two decide? <laughs> when did you two decide to start doing music together? We uh, we kind of started doing it towards the end of college. Uh, I went and played college baseball up here in Reno. Travis went and played uh, college football uh, in Chico. And, you know, we went our separate ways for a couple of years. And, you know, we would get together during winter breaks, summer breaks, you know, the, the standard ops. And, and I remember it was, a, it was kind of like winter of junior year. I was pretty sure I wasn't going to play baseball my senior year. And uh, Travis and I were just kind of jamming and, and playing, you know, on some songs and sharing songs that we had written with each other and, you know, fucking playing concerts for uh, our families in our living rooms and shit. And uh, he was, you know, looking for a change and, and I convinced him to move up to Reno with me. And uh, we, you know, started band in our garage and, and, uh, and from there we just, you know, it was like 24, seven, 365, you know, music, music, music. And it just kind of consumed us. And I think we really learned each other as musicians and, um, you know, and, and helped each other grow in, in different aspects. Cause I think Travis and I started playing guitar for very different reasons. Travis wanted to be Hendrix and I just like wanted to learn a couple chords. Cause I had all these like poems that I wanted to put to, to songs. And then, you know, Travis was like, Hey, yeah, you should probably learn to play a little bit of guitar. And I was like, okay. And so he helped me figure that out. And then, you know, he kind of found his passion uh, for songwriting. And so through like our different sides of coming to music, uh, and then living together and, you know, collaborating, we both kind of helped each other grow and, and both kind of became more well-rounded and, and, uh, and then it was like, all right, well, let's fucking do it. Like, let's, we like what we're making. We have some cool music. Let's, you know, put it out there. Yeah. I think this year too is like the line has really completely blurred between me and you in that respect, Jed. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying like how far each of us have come. Like I was, yeah. I was like, I wouldn't write anything and, wouldn't sing or anything and and jed was you know just a couple chords on the guitar and now like some of the tracks on our upcoming album jed has fully produced and i'm fully producing things and we produce stuff together and there's no uh there's no roles in this band anymore huh. yeah definitely. okay well jed how did you guys come up with the name 33 black so uh, it's actually 33 is like my family lucky number um and i have it tattooed on my side um when Travis and I first moved up to Reno, you know, we, of course, we went out, uh, out to the casinos together. And uh, show me around. Yeah. And in a, in a fit of passion, uh, Travis said, <laughs> I'd, fucking, I'd put it all on 33 black and that motherfucker hit. I'm sorry. Can uh, we cuss on this podcast? I mean, oh, yeah. Oh. Balls deep. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shit hit. And, uh, and we were looking for a band name at the time and it was just like right in front of us. It was like, Boom, 33 black. Let's fucking go. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, That's we great. Were, we were coming up with some dumb names before that. Yeah, I think JT and the Tunes was like the, <laughs> the, the contender. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the most cringe one that I loved. Uh, I, th I think that was you, though, so I feel safe saying it. But that was oh, funny. Yeah. I think I wanted to name our band uh, Silver, which was really funny because there is a band there named Silver that like is like in the local scene and all that. You've got a lot of, like, you've got to go through a lot of bad band names to get to the good ones, right? You know, like, yeah. like uh, well, Coldplay was called, like, Starfish or something when they first started. Huh. You know, and they gigged as Starfish. And it's like, you you, you got to go through some bad ones to find something Be that sticks. But, better but, than Starfucker. Yeah. yeah. 
That's true. That's true. I I, I can't get down with the with Coldplay. Well, I look, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't really listen to music a whole lot because of being a DJ for so dang long. Um, okay. But the the thing that I have enjoyed about doing this podcast is I get to listen to music I've not heard before and then get them on the podcast. So it's kind of cool. Um, what are the benefits of becoming a member on your website? So the membership on our website is something we started actually to fund this first album. Okay. And so uh, it's an OnlyFans link. It's an OnlyFans link. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all kind, all kinds of nudes. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, the benefit mainly with that is kind of like I mean I own a couple small businesses and I kind of really value the uh, the in, the investor approach. You know, mm -hmm. I, I value like if if you get if you get to get in on the ground floor or something. I haven't really seen artists doing it like you know we kind of tried to build that out kind of like invest in our first album and you're kind of grandfathered into i mean where we do it you know free shows um you get all the all the songs early like we show them like a lot of the members that are still members um they've gotten to hear pretty much all of these tracks that are coming out uh early and uh on sign up for the first hundred members uh we we were sending um we were sending like signed CDs, so lots of stuff, discounted merch. So there's there's lots of perks with that, but mainly it was just uh, just to have someone be able to like invest in us while we're starting out, and then you know I would have loved if like John Mayer or someone had something like that when he was starting out, and I was grandfathered in, and I got to go see him for free. That'd be awesome. Hmm. It's pretty. It's a pretty unique approach to to uh, crowdfunding, and um, the it, the independent music scene is such a neat thing. I've got a, I've got a lot of friends, especially in the Bay Area, that are doing music. Um, my my friend Armani, he'll be on the podcast. He's a hip hop guy, but he's also in like a a, a jazz ensemble, and you know he's doing um, kind of an indie thing, um, like indie rock thing. With I don't know if you could call it indie rock. It, it's it's kind of contemporary, but not like pop contemporary. Hard to explain it. I'd have to just send you a link. But anyway, he, um, he's got his hands in like five different genres, if you will. And um, he's done it with, with partnerships, you know, with uh, sponsorships and uh, not memberships. So it's, it's, a, it's a neat thing to see people do, you know, get creative, if you will. Um, and I'm going to ask this question kind of along the line. Um, Travis, what's your uh, favorite song that you've written, and why is it that one? Damn, coming in with the ones you heavy wish hitters, you heavy hitters. asked but also aren't prepared to answer. Hey. <laughs> um, shoot. I hope you, you asked Jed this one, too, because I really want to know. Oh, I'll yes. ask Jed next. Well, okay, let's go. Favorite song that we have like released so far that I've written? Yeah. Or, or, or like off the new album? I, I mean, take it wherever gonna, you want it. Yeah, just take it. If if it's the new one, fine. If it's not the new one, also fine. Yeah, take it however you want. As far as like, which one's your favorite? Um, let's do Jed. Let's do ones that like we wrote most of. I know, like like my favorite one that we co-wrote together is probably um, "Don't Leave Me Alone." Okay. I, I had this song, and Jed really helped me kind of get my message out on that one. And I yeah. just love the instrumental on it, and it kind of I, – I really liked it when we put it out, but, like, now it's just, it's just one of those that's really grown on me. The way the way we write, like, is so 
sometimes like we write things like true 50 50 where it's like okay we're like oh no we should change this sign we should change this we're both in the in the trenches together and then a lot of times it'll be like travis will bring me a song and then it's more of like a light edit approach and i'll bring him a song and it's more like a light edit approach so pretty much every song that we're putting out now has both of our hands in it at some point okay uh, yeah but, but then there's the but then there's so, the then there's like the one where like i'll produce a track and you'll just have something back to me right away and then uh, for the first time ever on this next coming album jed has produced full tracks and i've written one of them and then he sung on it and it was just it's, it's really cool but like the lines are kind of gone with that but yeah don't leave me alone for sure well it, this Straight is a one. good place to play it so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and play don't leave me alone by 33 black Travis, you mentioned in our email exchange that 33 Black will be on tour this summer. Um, do you have any of that mapped out yet? Any places that you have got to play that you're, like, stoked on? What's going on? 
So we kind of work backwards in how we're doing this. Jed and I both work full-time jobs, and um, we are kind of creating connections with people in cities and trying to like show them our music and show them unreleased stuff and do anything we can to kind of make friends in cities that will come see us. And then I have, you know, we have the cities we want to play. We've got like San Diego, LA, the Santa Barbara to the Bay area, like basically all the way up Cali and then Oregon, Washington, Reno, of course. And then we want to like cheat over to Boise just cause, um, <clears throat> so th those are like the places we're going to play. Right now, I'm trying to find venues that, like, will do kind of what we want. Because we want to do an acoustic show, but we also want to be able to ticket it. I've got, like, a lot of bars reach out to us, you know what I mean? Like, come play a three-hour gig over, like, four kidding plates and a bunch of people that don't want to see you. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I it, would co it would cost me more. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just isn't, hey. like, feasible to do that. So I'm actually going on a little road trip to go shake some hands and kiss some babies and try to get them to, like, let us play in their coffee shop or alleyway or whatever, wherever we can have, like, a good ticketed show and really run it our way and meet our fans and all that good stuff. If I'm going to put in a request for your tour. If you could make Santa Barbara be in the last week of July, I will come see you guys. I'll be in Santa Barbara for vacation that week. So Brother, make it, make I it think work. it is. Yeah. Oh, I, hold on. Let me check right now. I I'll, think it is. I'll I think be right that's here. Scheduled for. I'll just play the Jeopardy theme while you look. That would be so cool. Oh, no, it's August 13th. Ah. Oh, sorry. So I'll never get to see you guys live. <laughs> Ever again, though. No, hey, we'll be nope. up in, you said you're in, uh, where are you? Are you in Oregon? Yeah, I'm in the Medford area. I live in Central Point, a little tiny a town of about 18,000 people uh, outside of the big city of Medford. Well, like, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be in Oregon. We love Oregon. Oregon's great, man. I, I moved here from Colorado in the 80s, and I've moved back to Kansas City once and uh, down to Vegas and up to Portland. And actually, Portland was second move, and then Vegas was my third move in 95, and I came right back. I hated Vegas. Um, Vegas is the worst. Sorry, all the Vegas people. Like my mom's I, I there. The yeah, people. my friend Garrett, who listens to the podcast, he's gonna want to beat you up now. Just kidding, he's fine. Um, but... I, I, I love the people. <laughs> Lo love the people, but the land does not want you alive there, man. Oh, neither does the nightclub scene. The nightclub scene was tough. It was brutal. I was DJing in Vegas, and I hated it. So I came right back here and, and got back my old DJ job at a at a country bar. Um, but anyway, yeah, Vegas is a trip. I can't do it. We we got down to Reno in August, and we were actually uh, coming back from Nebraska in August on a road trip, and we stopped down in Reno. And I really wish – I mean, I've been to Reno a handful of times, but I really wish we would have gotten out to a couple of the spots that we found. We ended up staying at our hotel and just chilling there in the hotel bar and having a good time. Um, but we got I've got some friends down in Reno. Um, I'd love to go see the Aces play. So there's things there that I that I want to accomplish. I've DJed weddings in Reno. Like I, I, it's cool. Like next time I'm in Reno, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hit you guys up and we'll we'll go grab coffee or something. Um, yeah, you but, got my you got my number. Let me know what you're doing. Booyah shaka. I like it. Um, <laughs> Jed, can you name some artists that you'd you'd love to collaborate with with 33 Black? Uh, none. No, I, no. I, I, I don't, don't want to collaborate. Like oh. I, I love, I love other artists. I think there's like, like some amazing people putting out amazing stuff. But like, Thirty Three Black is 
is me and Travis. And like, yeah, we have help. We have help from some friends. If like, Hey, we can't figure out a drum part and we've got some talented friends that are drummers that'll be like, you know, come in and play on some stuff. But I have, I don't have any interest in collaborating, you know, in my, in my mind, this is a, you know, like a, a collective joint effort between two songwriters and, you know, I guess producers. Like I, I like to say song makers. Cause I think it's like just encapsulates the whole process. Right. But two song song makers, you know, doing it together and, and we found a groove that's really complimentary. And I think, you know, inviting a lot of other people into the process in my mind is, uh, would be detrimental to hmm. it. Um, so I don't really have any desire to do a ton of collabs. That is a my re- boy. I love that answer. I love that answer because the, the thing, what you're, what you're, what you're doing is, um, you're, you're, you're already collaborating, right? Because it's two guys in this band. You're collaborating with, with probably what I would assume is someone you count as a family member or your best friend. Um, so 100%. this is a, that's a great answer, and it's very real, and I appreciate it. A lot of people will, will, will want to say some names, and, will want, and that's fine, too. Um, but if this is who you are, man, so be it. Live it. You know, there's no shame in that. Um, who uh, You both can answer this. Um, who, do you, who do you all mark as your music influences? It's a broad range. Um, we got time. I would say, I would, I would say we have like, we have this like cool thing where I'll let Travis, you know, we both kind of have this like grew up listening to a lot of old country, right? And like a lot of like that like golden, what I would say like the golden age uh, of country, before, what it is now, right? And we still have a lot of love for that. It's still kind of like in our bones. It's hard for us here to escape that. But like, there's so much of like a broad spectrum. Like I have just this huge penchant. My favorite band of all time is Oasis, right? So um, I love like Britpop and even like some of the British rock bands that are happening today. Like I love, you know, the UK and Irish music. You love the Lathams too, don't you? Oh yeah. The Lathams, they're like one of the people like bands right now that is kind of like reviving that that kind of um, you know rock music that was coming out of, of England in the in the 90s and two, early 2000s and then um, you know we we both love John Mayer and we both love like Counting Crows um, yeah we both know. kind of bonded on like a lot of like the 90s what is now called like alt rock but was like pop at the time and then like there's stuff that I introduced to him and he introduced to me right like I didn't know who Oasis was somehow um. For, forever but like you know I, I i was really into i think we really liked the chili peppers at the same time for like different reasons you really liked like anthony he just his poetry and i really liked frushante's guitar and then like that's i got really, really guitar like, class that's why yeah. we failed guitar class because we were always trying to learn how to play chili peppers chili pepper <laughs> when we were supposed to be doing like modes and scales and shit yeah and then, and then like as far as like songwriting i feel like we're influenced by different stuff like i got really influenced in songwriting by like the detail of like red dirt music of the turnpike troubadours and then mm. meanwhile actually jed discovered uh jason isbel who's like probably recognized as one of the greatest songwriters of all time right now yeah he's the the great american songwriter right now like you yeah know, as Hemingway was the the one of the great authors like he's just like yeah he's a different kind of songwriter but yeah when then we, so we like stuff we like yeah we, we really we really enjoy stuff like that but we 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 really bonded over different things and then like i'm into i was really into like jack white and modest mouse and bands that kind of are still guitar driven but just get get weird with it a little bit jack yeah. white's great. Our, he's crazy good 
yeah. our Instagram bio is poets with a riff addiction. Uh-huh. I think that kind of like <laughs> sums up what we are because like at our heart, right? Like we want to be like songwriters and storytellers, but also, man, we just love a good fucking riff and rock tune. It's like, we just yeah. love the energy and like the feeling. So how do we combine both, right? How do we make mm. music that, like can do two things at once that you can just rock out in your car too. And it's catchy and, um, you know, and fun to scream at the top of your lungs. Um, and then how can you also like, embed these like really sometimes personal um you know sometimes completely fabricated um detailed stories um into these songs even songs that i think have like on its their surface less you know specific detail in our heads they're always about something so like specific like we're always trying to tell a story and we want people to get different things out of them so we, we don't always like to always like to say oh this is what it was about to us when we wrote it because we don't want that to color you know what somebody else might take from it mm. but that's always informing everything we do behind the scenes are you familiar with uh the british punk band idols yeah oh my gosh oh, yeah. i love i love them I, my my wife can't stand them and every now and then i'll i'll say it goes and it goes and it goes <laughs> in that song um there's there's some really great punk coming out of australia right now too uh, it's a it's a pretty big new movement in Australia. The punk rock that they're doing right now it sounds very old school punk rock. Um, my my uh, my brother in law was in a band up here called Idle Threats, and they were regionally pretty popular. And they played, they toured, they played a lot of shows. They were just hard driving rock and roll. I booked them at a club uh, years ago before I even met my wife, and uh, we've only been together for about five years, but. Um, Anyway, I booked Idle Threats at this tiny little hole in the wall in Ashland, Oregon, called the Vinyl Club, which was a part of the old morgue. So it was dark and twisty, and it, the the ceilings were really low, and it was kind of a had a bad reputation for roofies. You know, it was a great place to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the unfortunately, the local newspaper ran a story about a roofie problem at one point uh, in Ashland, and guess whose face was on the picture of that article. Oh no. Mine. Oh. I was so oh. hot. I was so mad. I called the paper. I'm like, you need to take that. That's this is I am the manager of this bar and it's not happening in my bar. <laughs> so, you know, remove yeah. that. It was oh, it was so hot. But anyway, um those guys, it was literally like watching ACDC um play in this tiny little hole. They were so good. I wish they were still together. Chris is a hell of a guitar player and he 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 produces stuff. Uh, I think he still does some production. Um, but anyway, hey, let's play another song. Um, I'm gonna play "Edge of the Knife." Travis, will you tell us kind of the process of how you guys came up to you know really or doing this song, "Edge of the Knife"? Uh, this was one of those that I think I produced the track of this one. Oh, you know what? I remember this one exactly. Yes, I don't bury the, the lead. You, got, you borrowed an old amp. Yeah, I borrowed an old amp from uh, my wife's. Uh, she used to work in an auction house, and this guy had a 1930s like little amp that was like a 10 by 10 inch thing, <laughs> and it was so loud and broken up. And I just loved this crunch on it, and that's mm. like that main. So it's it's mainly this this riff driven thing. There's not much lead guitar on it, and the lead guitar that is on it is kind of like just a little sparse thing. Um, and it's mainly just driven by this crunchy, this crunchy guitar sound I got from this 1930s, 19, maybe even like 20s amplifier. I think it's 1930s is what he said. 
And uh, I used it for like a week and then I ended up having to give it back to him because he just let me borrow it real quick and it made it on the record. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I recorded this whole track and just did it all. And I, I sent it to Jed. I didn't even know if he'd like it. And Jed was like, yeah, it's a cool track. And I was like, well, I guess that's that. And we worked on other stuff. And then later in the, I think it was same day, Jed had wrote the whole song. Wow. And he was like, oh yeah, I was working on that right when you sent it. Uh, here's a one take. And then I think we used almost all of his one take vocal and then the song was just done and was sat for a long time and we started showing people that um on social media um just trying to again like make fans and see where they're from and see if we can go play for them soon so that was actually the song that started all that edge of the knife was a was a good one um yeah it was, it was, a, it was a good showcase of like uh how jed and i can work well, let's play it. Here we go.
so my wife and I do this thing mostly weekend nights. We did it last night. And it's where um, it doesn't happen in the bedroom, so no worries. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we sit on the couch. We might have a little whiskey, and we start doing what we call, and we've been doing it for like two and a half years. We call it jukebox. And it's when oh. we, we jump on YouTube, and one of us will throw on a video, and we'll watch it. And then the next person will throw on a video, and we'll watch it. And um, now I've, I've talked about it with uh, another podcast um, guest, and now we call it trading music, and he and I trade music. So I'll, I'll send I'll send Roger a song, and it's been a while. I need to send him one, but I'll send him a song, and he'll send me a song. And uh, it's a neat way to be introduced to to other music that I'm not finding on YouTube. I want Travis. I want to do that with you. Can we trade music every now and then? Let's do it. Would you prefer? I do that with each other, twenty four seven. Oh, we do that every day. All right. Well, here's the deal. This is what I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you to do this. Go ahead and share my cell phone number with Jed, and I want to trade music with both of y'all. Yeah, we'd love that. Okay, right on. That's our that's our favorite thing to do. Let's do jukebox together. Hell yeah. But uh, I have to let you know that jukebox in this house is slightly romantic. So you know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, I can, I can evolve. Your... It, it starts. It starts ours out with is, actual ours stuff. Ours is romantic you want to... too. Yeah, 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 ours is, ours is romantic too. My, I'll, I'll, I'll put on stuff that, like, you know, I'll put on your songs or something, right? Like something that that she's not familiar with, and I'll be like, oh, I'm having these guys on. Check this out, and then um, we start jukebox, right? And then all of a sudden, it's blues travelers, which is fine. Um, but I, we all know their songs. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like challenging her to send, play something I've never heard before, which is probably kind of hard, honestly, because here I am. You know, I've I've been a DJ since 1990. Um, I now have a podcast where I'm interviewing, you know, independent recording artists and listening to songs that we don't get to hear on the radio, um, which is a damn shame. Um, radio is a trip, man. I worked in radio for a long time, um, actually only about a decade. Um, and it was an accident, you know, I, I, I didn't enter the, the universe as a DJ, like that wasn't my plan. Um, I actually thought I was going to be in the military and then all of a sudden I just kind of fell into DJing and I was working at a country bar up here. Oh shoot. This was uh, 91 and, uh, the local radio station, the country, the, the heritage country radio station, that's still country, um, would come in uh, on, and do promos at our at our bar, and this was like in that golden era of country music, right, in the '90s. So it was country was huge, and um, they started trying to hire me, and I was like, I don't want to do radio. I don't want to do radio. And um, then, like, literally, it was probably ten years of them coming in and asking to me to join their radio station crew, and I finally did. After about ten years, the PD came in and said. Hey, I'm going to offer you something different. Uh, it doesn't come with a paycheck. I, I'd like you to do an internship for a few weeks to see if you like it, just to kind of get your, your feet wet and see if you enjoy it. And, man, that bug was instantaneous. But radio, radio, I don't know how much, um, I don't know how much you want to hear your music on the radio. Is that something that you kind of dream of when you're a musician? It, it, you guys, is that something you want, something on the radio? It was. Yeah. It was. It, it's, it's cool, right? Like when a radio station plays your song, it's like, you know, it's like that moment in that thing you do. Um, you know, it's it's you're running around. You're like, oh, oh, my God, so many people hearing this. And then you realize like, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Like it goes it goes in one ear and, and out the other of, of most folk, unless you're going to get like consistent radio play. Like it doesn't matter. And, and we don't really care about, you know, this like 
like being here by the most amount of people in the world. We just want to be here heard by the right people, like yeah. the people that music is going to resonate with. And uh, the radio probably isn't the most efficient way to do that. You know, it's it is. Uh... It's neat. I get it. You know, like being heard on the radio. That this is you being heard on a on a public pl- in a public forum, uh, forum, and um, and hopefully the the DJ gets to introduce the song. And that's the other part of radio is you don't introduce every song. Um, and it was funny because I I think it was the 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 voice. We watch we watch the voice. We watch American Idol. You know, we we watch a lot of those types of shows. I, I even we even watch like Married at First Sight and crap. But anyway, um, there was an artist and now I can't remember his name, who was on uh, the Voice who didn't win. And I sent his song to my uh, my my radio station buddy. He's the program director of that same Heritage Country radio station I talked about. I was like, man, this is something I would have played at the Rock and Rodeo in the '90s. Like, this is a great song. It's on the radio now. You know, now it's Hell getting, yeah. yeah, now it's getting pushed in into and I text him uh I heard it on the radio and I te- I actually called him and left a message and I was like, "Bryce, like, bro, like I am going to go ahead and take the credit for that song right now." <laughs> Cuz uh-huh. I sent it to you, I sent it to you months ago. But we're working on something uh that's that's going to take a while, but I might actually do a, a pre-recorded radio show with the music that I I play on the podcast with, you know, featuring these artists on that radio station that might be something we do it'll be about six months or a year before i have enough music to pull off a whole program um but it's in the works um that's awesome hey that's awesome i i I wish we had like more we have some country stuff i'd tell you to plug us too you know yeah there's other radio stations but you know i don't know like how it's the thing about radio is you don't have people in the building really anymore you know, yeah. so to and they're now focused on how to not pay people, and um, there's no yep. budget for the for a show. And I'm like, look, I'm I want to do this like I do the podcast. You know, I'm not getting paid for it. It's this is a hobby, and one day maybe I will. But in, until then, I'm just going to keep doing it like it doesn't matter. Um, but it it's yeah. it's tough to break into a radio station and not and not be seen as valuable because they're not paying you. You know, like if it's a if, if it's not a paid position, you're so replaceable. Um, and right. everybody wants to be on the radio, be a radio DJ. So many people want to be a radio DJ and yeah. it's not like it used to be. I did high school radio and that was cooler. <laughs> you know, that was us picking the songs and spinning them on vinyl and, you know, like making an actual show. Um, we disc would, jockey. yeah, I was a disc jockey back then. Now it's all digital and, you know, like you don't even need to be in the room. I could record it on my laptop and send it to him. I don't even need to be there. It's weird. Yeah, um, the, the industry has changed so much. Like you said, they're just kind of focused on not paying people. Uh, radio's like that. Streaming has been like that forever. Again, you kind of, but like just how you go about making a career in music is entirely different than what it was. And it's really, I'd say in 10, 15 years, it's really shifted extremely dramatically. What I what I know, and I, I know you've heard it because you listened to the uh, the Night Owl episode, is record deals are nothing but a bank loan, and you you're they're you, a bad bank loan, a bad a really bad like not even a subprime rate you know house loan, it's nothing like that at all. It's worse. It's so weird how bad it is for artists and and kind of honestly, if you can get if you can get your wick wet touring on your own, then. You know you're gonna make money, and it's a grind. I'm, there's a band here called Brothers Reed, and they're really good. 
um, folksy country stuff, and they're very popular. They can go anywhere and play, you know, and it's all because of their social media. Um, They can go. People want them to go to. They're from Missouri, like me, so they have shows in Missouri and then a show in Tennessee the next day, right? Like, they they have people wanting them to show up and do shows, and they get paid well. I think there's so much like supposed to's in the music industry that musicians really get fed. Uh, and I don't think there's like a conspiracy or anything, but I'm saying it's just how it shakes out is most musicians and especially a lot of the general public really believe like even people outside of the music industry that you kind of make really good music and cut your teeth or whatever and just make really good music. And then somebody hands this big break to you and yeah. that couldn't Overnight. be further from the truth. <laughs> I mean, there are people who get their viral moment. We've had a viral moment. Like there are people who get their big break and then have no idea what to do with it. And mm. it's it's it, at the end of the day, like everybody's Mr. Cool once they've made it. But everybody who is big, from Taylor Swift to John Mayer to all of our favorite indie rock bands that are getting some traction right now, everybody has the decade of going out and shaking hands and actually seeing what people want to listen to and finding their fan base and just enjoying what they do and being where they're at, not faking it till they make it. And every successful person does that. And then, you know, all you see is again, it's like that, that tip of the iceberg meme. Hmm. This is good stuff. We didn't plan on talking about the industry today. No, here we are ranting. It's good stuff. No, I mean, it's, there's value in everything that, that you guys have said. Um, and it's it's funny because I'm just you know we're, I'm just discovering you, but you all sound really damn versed. You you sound like you've been around the block, so it it, it doesn't sound like you're um, you're you're also too far away. Um, it, it's neat. What do you guys do for work? Travis owns a couple of uh, like a, a couple of, of small businesses, and uh, like you mentioned, and, and I I just work uh, a sales job for a software company out of the Bay Area. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do hair restoration. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I do. I run a scalp micropigmentation clinic in oh. Sacramento. It's it's like uh, it's replace. It's giving the illusion of hair follicles with organic pigment in the scalp. It's like microblading, but for your head. And, Interesting. I need that. Yeah. Right in the middle. Right in this. Well, area. C- come on, come on down come to Sac. We'll hook you up. <laughs> we'll send the uh, we'll send the the uh, Scoutmaster's private jet. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I I can ju- I can jump on that and and replace my my baldness with what looks like hair. I'm into it. Let's do it. I can wear my baseball hat <laughs> without having to worry about you know like I the worst thing about having uh, a little bit like I have a bald spot. Whatever. It's fine. But when you wear a hat, it's even worse when you take your hat off. It's like, man, that guy's hair is screwed up, and he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes the bald spot look worse. It's kind of great. I, my wife, I, I want to shave my head. I don't care about having hair. I have a giant beard. I look like Santa. Um, but I would shave yeah. my head in a hot second, and she's like, don't you ever shave your head, and don't you ever shave your beard. Um, you will look like a big show, toe. Show her. I'll, I'll sh- we'll show her some of the things we can do. I think she'd she'd love you with like the shaved head look we can make. I love it. What is next for Thirty Three Black? Well, we have we already so we're releasing an album on the twenty eighth. That's in ten days, and it's a sixteen track album. So there's a lot to uh, sift through, and then we are 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to say anything, but we we are basically already working on and finished with like we're we're really kind of narrowing down what songs to put on a second album oh. already and well, work on. And I'll then have you back on when that comes our, out. Yeah, and we have our first. Uh, we're doing like our first acoustic summer tour because we're not uh, quite big enough to pull off a full band thing yet. But um, probably by 2024, I think we'll be, you know, in a good enough place and have done enough with social media to really, um, really get where we kind of should be to like play music venues and stuff like that, you know, and not have to do it so DIY. I really appreciate you guys taking a part of your Saturday to record this with me. Thank you so much. Um, uh, before we get out of here, where all can my audience connect with you? Yeah, you can uh, connect with us on our uh, Instagram at 33blackofficial. Um, you can find our music on Apple Music, Spotify, any uh, of the major streamers. And uh, our YouTube channel um, is 33black. We just released our first music video as well a couple weeks back uh, for Cowboys, the song that that you found us through. So um, we're excited about that. YouTube, that was so cool. <laughs> YouTube is what we're going to start uh, ramping up uh, as far as like stuff over there. So we're really excited. But yeah, those are the main channels. Um, hit us up on social media. We, we love to chat with, with people that love music. I will throw the the links in in the show notes. Um, I just like the guests to say it with their own mouths. <laughs> um, but you guys, thank you so much for this time. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see what's next for y'all. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Travis. So Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, those guys are great, right? Like I really, I again, my my hopes is that when you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing their music that you're following the links that I post in the show notes, that you you, uh, you start to support them by streaming their music, by, you know, buying merch, you know, if you feel that way, like buy a T-shirt, you know, buy a coffee mug, whatever they got up on the store that you feel like you like, just go ahead and support them in that way. Independent recording artists live and die on the merch and the tours. So if you see somebody, even if it's not these guys, you know, if you're, if you're driving around and you, you get the itching for a live show, you know, get on your phone and, and see where who's playing where and go to that show and buy their CDs, you know, buy whatever you can buy. And that get that helps them get on to the next show. Um, so that's really important. It's vital to their industry. So please support these artists and uh, follow those links and, and do the stuff, you know, just just support them and love them up. Let them know you're enjoying it too. leave a comment. You know, if you're watching a video on YouTube, um, leave a comment. And uh, that pushes the algorithm for them. You know, any, any, if you like it, even it, it starts to put it in front of other people. Um, it's all based on what you look at. So, you know, if other people are looking at similar stuff, they're going to find 33 Black because you did, because you liked it and you wrote a comment. So do that. And uh, again, I'll put the, the links in the show notes so you can just copy and paste it or push on it. And boom, there you are. Really easy. Like and do that for the sponsors. They are awesome. Um, again, want to thank. A Look Design, Rug Valley DJs, Outsider Coffee, Moxley Media, and Paul Bunyan Beard Gang. Go ahead and click and, and copy and paste whatever you got to do to make it work. Get those links and support my sponsors. Thanks, y'all. See you next time. Bye-bye.